This podcast is a part of the Carbon Almanac Network of Podcasts. Hi, I'm Imma. I live in Scotland. Hi, I'm Jen and I'm from Canada. Hi, I'm Oladranji and I'm from Nigeria. Hello, I'm Liki and I live in Paris. Hey, I'm Rod. I'm from Peru. Welcome to Carbon Sessions, a podcast with carbon conversations for every day with everyone from everywhere in the world. In our conversations, we share ideas, perspectives, questions, and things we can actually do to make a difference. So don't be shy and join our Carbon Sessions because it's not too late. Hi, I'm Alabanji. Hi, I'm Jen. And hi, I'm Liki. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Jen, while we were waiting for Ola Benji, you were talking about distilled water or something? Oh, so, so <laughs> when my husband has a CPAP machine, and that's the machine that helps you breathe at night if you have sleep apnea. And it has a little reservoir in it, and it requires distilled water rather than tap water because tap water can have microbes or it can have chlorine or whatever in it. So you need to put distilled water in. So I went to the drugstore to buy a bottle of distilled water the other day. And distilled water is not expensive, and usually there's one or two brands. I noticed three brands the other day, and one of them happened to be in a green label. The bottle had a green label and it had all sorts of words on it like pure and, uh, you know, I don't know, a little picture of a mountain and all this stuff on it. And it was more expensive than the other two bottles of distilled water, exactly the same size, exactly the same product. And I'm thinking, this is ridiculous. This is greenwashing. Yeah, but how do you know that it's exactly the same product? Well, there's a good question. <laughs> I mean, with water, water is tricky, right? Because there's so much stuff going on with water. So maybe I don't know, but I just felt highly suspicious. And the fact that they were charging more and I thought, I, I you know, I, I looked on them and I'm, th- I don't know, I maybe, I maybe I don't know, but I don't know that you can make distilled water more pure because the process would be the same to distill the water, would it not? Yeah, yes. No, I'm asking you the, the, this question because the same thing happened to me the other day. I was at a supermarket trying to buy uh, something to clean the bathroom. And um, now uh, a lot of um, bathroom cleaning products are based on vinegar because um, actually uh, a lot of people use vinegar and don't buy those products. But then uh, I use vinegar, but then... Um, I thought, well, now there's a whole section of, you know, these brands using a uh, vinegar base like detergent and they have, they add some nice uh, smells because vinegar is a little bit strong when you clean the bathroom uh, with that. And, um, and I noticed that there were uh, three different brands and uh, the one that has the fanciest label packaging, like the one that used the words, I don't know, the most buzz, buzzest of the buzzwords. Uh, mm-hmm. the, <laughs> the, more, the buzzest of the buzzwords. Yeah. I love it. 
<laughs> yeah. I'm going to use that. Yes. Uh, and with the the most like um, using the color codes of um, a, a green and um, and natural, this are the this one is the most expensive. Actually, there was two three different products, and I spent really spent time looking at the composition. So you just take the bottle, you turn it, and and actually I've taken a picture because they were all exactly the same. So you have one price, the other one was double, and then the third one was triple. So yeah, and and that's where I, I I can't remember an exact experience similar to the ones that you you guys have had, because I think that that kind of happens maybe not with water because you know it's a bit ridiculous when it's water right water is water why are you pricing water <laughs> at at a ridiculous amount but maybe we can look at this in uh in in the context of greenwashing as well when um organizations appear to be sustainable or to practice sustainability in that sense uh, just to get us to buy stuff from them or to get us to be on the on their side or to get us to choose them and we see that all the time isn't that something that needs to be addressed because that's that's like cheating <laughs> <laughs> and the the good news here i think the good hopeful news is that consumers are asking for this. They want more sustainable products. They want, like there's a movement towards using vinegar. So of course, you know, the leap is on to make something that has vinegar in it because that's supposed to be the best when you could go down the aisle and buy a big jug of white mm. vinegar that smells like vinegar. Yeah. <laughs> For, for a tiny fraction of the cost and use that. But, you know, they have to make it fancier because they know that consumers are going in that direction. So I think there's a consumer demand and that's making uh, companies respond. Yeah. For me, this is more like a, a call to the companies that are responding to actually honestly respond and not respond to the demand with a face-off of things that they're not doing. Um, and, and that they claim to be doing. Um, I'm so excited actually that there's now like demand for accountability and people are getting warmer towards sustainability and things that have to do with climate change. And that's like an opportunity for a lot of organizations to say, yeah, we're going to be on the sustainable side. We're going to switch this. We're going to do this, do that, um, set certain goals and try to achieve them as, as far as sustainability goes. And, and then that they do that. And, and not just say it or make us buy things from them and then, you know, result to what they've usually done. So, well, I guess that's, that's as far as greenwashing goes. <laughs> yeah, well, that makes me thinking of a brand because Jen said that, you know, um, the consumers demand products that are more sustainable. And that makes me thinking of a brand doesn't position itself as a sustainable brand but a brand which is called uh, C'est qui le patron, which means who's the boss. And actually, the boss is the consumer and the producer. And the, the beauty of that is that this brand goes to different producers, like you know, milk. Uh, you have milk, you have eggs, you have butter, this kind of thing. And then, uh, then they survey uh, the producers and ask them, you know, how do you make this? How much you, would you charge? How much has 
does it cost? And then, then they go to a panel of um, potential consumers and say, okay, those are their constraints, how they produce their stuff and uh, how they make it. And they need to be paid this amount. And so what do you think should be the fair price? And it creates um, a price that goes on the market that um, respects the equilibrium between the, the price that the customer is willing to pay and the producer's needs to, to keep on producing. And I think they don't have a, a really strict uh, sustainability uh, focus, but I think the same kind of, um, of idea could be used to develop a new brand because sustainability is... It's a very complex issue, you know. Uh, you have to think of the different stakeholders that are involved in achieving this, developing the sustainable product, and they are trade-offs. So I think, yeah, that I think there's a there's an idea to start a business or to start a brand. Say, okay, well, we want to develop the most or one of the most uh, sustainable product for I don't know to clean the bathroom because I've been talking about this, and so. Those are the constraints, and uh, and the price is one of the constraints. And then go to of the manufacturers, and go to the customers and see. Okay, well, let's create a product together. Wouldn't it be that nice? Yeah, this is this is why I love this this little company I was talking to you about before, uh, Leaky, that developed first of all the laundry strips. Um, they saw the um, giant plastic jugs that you had liquid uh, laundry soap in as such a detriment to the earth. And it was a couple of friends who created this, uh, who hatched this idea in their basement kind of thing. And were wondering, what can they do to ship more cost effectively to stop the plastic going into the landfill? And they decided that much of what the liquid uh, in the bottle is, is water. So they created a product that gets rid of all the water. And so you have this little tiny rectangle that's a bit rubbery, and that's your, your laundry detergent. And they ship all of these little rectangles in a cardboard package. It's about this, you know, it's, it's the size of a, 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 less than the size of an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper. And uh, it ships at a fraction of the cost, the storage in your house is tiny. And all you do is rip one of these off and put it in your laundry machine and, and the water does itself. So like brilliant idea of thinking of how to get rid of the plastic. And now other companies are copying and, and they've done bathroom cleaners. They've done a toilet bowl cleaner. You just rip a strip and throw it in the toilet bowl and, and then let it sit there for a while. And so it's kind of exciting that some of these new things are coming with getting rid of plastic and such in mind and the transportation costs too. I think we talked a lot about, you know, how companies should and businesses should uh, do things differently, but it makes me thinking uh, because I was listening to this podcast episode of the um, Professor Yuanu that um, you interviewed, Jen, and uh, he mentioned something that um, really resonated with me, um, that something like, you know, it's a challenge uh, to, to be more sustainable for a company, but there's a lot of opportunities. And the leaders would be those who disrupt the markets. And that's 
great because um, that's uh, that gives power to small businesses because I, I work a lot with small businesses. And um, yeah, we need to think to disrupt and also think of different ways of creating products, of selling products and working more and get more people, partners, stakeholders involved in the making of the products, I think. I'd, I'd say that that organizations should, like, when we talk about strategy, right, like, there's a lot they can do and do right. You can be sustainable and make money at the same time. They are not mutually exclusive. And there's so many ideas, like like you've just said, that they can explore, that we can explore. And getting into those things just might be what even makes you more money or allows you to, to have more impact. And there's a whole conversation about like an audience that cares about the the climate that you can, you know, appeal to when you when you jump on ideas that that are sustainable like that. So, yeah, good luck. Good luck with strategy and and ideas and everything that that you try. There's opportunity for innovation. And trying new things. And um, I think one thing that consumers, okay, one thing that consumers have in mind is that being sustainable is more expensive. Mm-hmm. I think it's a question of the, of the chicken or the egg, you know, because um, if it's more expensive, it's because it's not produced at scale. Like, you know, there is maybe 10 or 15 years ago, energy coming from son- solar panels. Mm was very expensive 15 years ago probably yeah. but now i think this is one of the cheapest way of um of hitting your house mm. so because it's produced at scale mm. because uh buying solar panels is not that expensive anymore yeah because it's mass produced so mm. it's again the question of the chicken and egg yeah but but it's a it's an expense that is worth it and if we if we get around and enough of us do it then we can make it cheaper because then we can get things done at scale and, and 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 then the price comes down. Every little drip. Every little drip, 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 drip by drip. Yeah. Drip drip <laughs> matters. <laughs> okay. Thank you Thank for you. this conversation. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to Carbon Sessions, a podcast with carbon conversations for every day with everyone from everywhere in the world. We'd love you to join the Carbon Sessions so you too can share your perspectives from wherever you are. This is a great way for our community to learn from your ideas and experiences, connect, and take action. If you want to add your voice to the conversation, go to thecarbonalmanac.org slash podcasts and sign up to be part of a future episode. This podcast is also part of the Carbon Almanac Network. For more information, to sign up for the emails, to join the movement, and to order your copy of The Carbon Almanac, go to thecarbonalmanac.org. Be sure to subscribe and join us here again as together we can change the world.